Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerbison, joined with Reed Bacon. Have a great podcast. We're talking Tennessee basketball. But before we get into any of that, please, if you're watching, rate and review. Oh, like and subscribe. I almost mixed it up. Leave a comment for us. We absolutely love the comments and love to respond to you guys. If you're listening, rate and review, download and re-download. It helps us so much. Check out our merch, How We Doing Bud t-shirts in the link below. Uh, you can get it in orange and in white. Uh, and follow us on social media, uh, at Believe in Tennessee for our main account, at rbacon26 read at Kyler Kerberson for myself. On this podcast, we're talking Tennessee versus Bama. Well, oh gosh, how great it feels to beat them. And then Tennessee versus Kentucky. Uh, and a little bit of letdown spot up at Rupp Arena. Uh, and where is this team going to be at the end of the season? So we get into all of that. Uh, so it's a great podcast. Let's jump into it. The game. Snap, the kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no, sir. Reed. No, sir. Reed. Final score. Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught on Tennessee. Tennessee wins. by Tennessee to one Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. All right, so before we jump into the podcast, got to shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. It is the place to go for betting. It is your number one source for betting. They have all the odds, all the team totals, all the parlays that you could ever want, and they cover every sport. You got NFL, you got NBA, you got tennis, you got golf, you got baseball, you got everything you could think of. It is the place to go if you're going to bet on anything and make anything exciting. So for first-time signups, go over to betonline.ag, and for a 50% welcome bonus, use promo code BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V at checkout and receive that 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, another amazing podcast. I say it every week, but by God, do I believe it. Uh, we're talking Tennessee basketball again. It's what's going on right now. And boy, is it a roller coaster. But before we get into that, Reed, how are we doing, bud? Kyler, how we doing? Comedy, yeah, hi. See, it's been a couple weeks. Comedy, hi. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> Bro, that is so, such a niche, funny thing, the Leroy Jenkins. Like, I, only a certain age will get that because it was like beginnings of YouTube, beginnings of like meme yeah. culture. And it was, wasn't it Dungeons and Dragons? 
Yeah, that or World of Warcraft. I I don't know what game it, it might have been. World of Warcraft. You're right. We have you you know obviously Jack, um, my really good buddy, um, went to the you know you know him because we went he went to Catholic and was actually in that biology class with us and then went to uh, one of the many went, reasons where you get in trouble. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, then we went to the Florida game together, but. Jack, we we joke that his name, his middle name is Chaos. I call him Jack Chaos Gillespie because he just he he like he just is he's there for the chaos and in the the like he loves the adrenaline. That's why he loves gambling. That's why he puts some big money up and he just he loves it and he's all about it. He's like, I want I just want as much chaos and as much intensity and all that as I can. So I joke that when we're playing like Fortnite or Halo, every once in a while, I'll just go, Leroy! Because, I mean, like, we'll be playing like a King of the Hill map or Capture the Flag, and you just see Jack just go, just go, going, go, just go. He dies, gets revived, go, go. Go, that's it, that's it, bro. I mean, his literally, his KD sometimes, the rest of us are like, Jack, chill out, like, have some sort of, intelligence to how you're playing this game but he, he it's funny bro. bro he 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 says he goes i know one speed it's all full go <laughs> so, so sometimes out of nowhere i'll just be like right before the game starts and i'll just be like Leroy. his <laughs> hey his kd looks like our three-point percentage <laughs> facts bro facts uh great great weekend over here um basically just all weekend uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, hanging out with the uh, with the lady friend, the uh, new lady friend, and uh, so wow. uh, yeah, just hanging out with her. Um, we went to mass yesterday. Went to dinner on Friday, but then and then yesterday we went to mass and then went to harvest. We'd been to the harvest on Kingston Pike, liked it. We went to the one downtown yesterday, liked it. And it's funny, bro, because my my entire family went to harvest like two years ago. Yeah. And I think I said it on here, but it was like the worst meal. It was like we were 12, 13 deep and every single person had something shitty about their meal. So, <laughs> That's so, not a good sign. No. So we stayed away clearly for a couple of years. But then people out here in Holston were like telling my mom, like, hey, no, it's good now. Like they do a good job. So I was nervous. But she and I tried it a couple of weeks ago and we liked it. But now she wanted to try this other location, you know, check out the vibes at a new place whatever yeah yeah you know how I, i'm like okay but it, so it's fine then today we did house mountain uh which i love that hike it's a good hike but bro she loves a dopo and and i i like a dopo and i've been a couple times where i liked it then another time i went and it wasn't as good but we went a couple weeks ago because she liked it it was so good i said after the hike on sunday let's go back to a dopo and kyler i kid you not it is it's it's probably now my favorite restaurant in all of Knoxville. And the thing is, it's so weird about this, as you know, I did not grow up liking pizza. I did not start liking pizza until yeah. legitimately two years ago. And even even like a even like a year ago, yeah. so two years ago I started eating it. A year ago, I would still have to like crave it, be in the mood for it. I couldn't just have it any day of the week like you. I mean, you could eat it every meal. Um, but bro, we went there today. And even their gelato is so good for dessert. But, uh, I mean, it was incredible today. Incredible. I, I called you on the way home. I said, hey, I'll be home to do the podcast in 20 minutes. And, by the way, this meal I just had was orgasmic. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was the most important thing. Not like, hey, I'm going to be, you know, 
at this time, this is when we can do it. It's like, dude, I just had the most orgasmic meal. <laughs> no, no. My I only really response was like, yeah. I mean, I guess I enjoy orgasm. Like, I, I'll enjoy that, I guess. Yeah. You know, because the conversation started, you said hello, and I said, bro. And it just got quiet for a minute. And I was like, have you been to a dopo? And you're like, I mean, I, I maybe once. When you come in town, we're going, though. I'll take okay. you there. Okay, I'll right. we'll compare it to uh, Gavino's. Hey, I love Gavino's. I'm just telling you, Adopo's better, but they're different styles. I mean, they're just they're yeah. different styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I get but it. Anyways, um, the roller coaster of emotions. It's so, crazy. I mean, you can have them during the game and throughout the week. Did you – you and I both knew that we both said it on our last pod that we were going to beat Bama. And mm -hmm. then we both said that they're going to lose. The funny thing is you said lose to whoever's next clearly shows that you and I had not looked at the the schedule ahead of Bama. I don't need then, to. <laughs> I yeah. already knew the outcome. <laughs> right. Right. So let's hear your let's hear your first initial thoughts on the Alabama game. So Alabama game, obviously, like thought we were going to win because that's how we just do it. And automatically, like I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but for 15 plus years, every time I saw a roll tide bumper sticker, uh, a on someone's hat, a Alabama polo, I'd always duck my head, turn the other way and be like, damn it. Those freaking Alabama fans. God dang it. I can't say anything to them now. Every time I see one, I want them to look at me. I I wish I could pull up next to them when they're in their car and I see a bumper sticker. I wish I had like a Tennessee flag that I could wave out my window. Like it like changed my mindset completely. We win one game in football. Now we win this game in basketball. And it feels so – every time I see one, I'm like, I just want to yell go balls in their face. So that is a perfect example of like – my feelings after the game like that i was so ecstatic and so just like i love the fact we could rub it in their face like no matter what oh yeah who cares if you were ranked above us in football at the end of the season who cares if you're still ranked above us in basketball we beat you so right that's all what you got to say um but for the game overall there were things in the game that we talked about that i thought they slightly improved on because in the Kentucky game, they did not. <laughs> they went, they reverted back to what they did before, but like the extra passes that we talked about down low and just driving, just drive, just go to the basket, do it yourself. Zakai did that a good amount of times where he didn't pass it again. He just went and put it up, which I was like, hell yeah, man, that's freaking awesome. Um, you know, I, I thought, you know, you talked about Miller going to Bama, being a Tennessee kid, like, I thought he was – I thought he played very well, and I think he went into the game like, I'm going home. You know, I'm I'm playing the home team. Like, I want to show out. I want to be impressive. You know what I mean? I, it just kind of felt like that from him. Um, so I felt like I noticed that early on. Uh, and, man, I, I Alabama was going underneath screens a lot for us and like leaving threes open to start the game, which I which helped us a lot. Uh, but at the same time, like if I was Alabama, like I'm not worried about going over the top. Like we like we shoot horrible from three. Like we're very bad 
Uh, so like if I was them, I'd be like, yeah, go ahead and shoot. You're probably going to miss. Um, but man, I was excited. I, 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 I loved the finish because it always felt like these previous games. It just like was never going to happen. We were always just going to let the teams back in, but I thought they finished really well. Um, even though, you know, Bama kept like making threes towards the end, like really trying to like crawl their way back into it. Um, and, and dude, like I said it, I was like, I feel so bad for Viscovi, but what does he do? There's a, there's a, there's a time period when it's like four fifty four 54 to 62, like the, it's like eight points and Viscovi misses his free throws, but then his next two, he makes four in a row, makes all four of them. And it's just like the nail in the coffin because they're just trying to foul to get out of there. And he shows up exactly when we need him to. And I it, like, okay, now we see it. Now we see what this team can be. And with what I saw versus Alabama, the number one team in the country, and what I've seen with this team all throughout, they could make the Sweet 16, or they could not even make the tournament, and I wouldn't be surprised. It is, like, insane, the the differences between whoa, whoa, these whoa. teams and game to game. Yeah, but, bro, they're, we're, we're a projected two seed. They are a 1,000% in the in – the, you were using that as an analogy? I mean, yes, I was being over – I was over-exaggerating, obviously. Yeah, a we're 100% – and there's no way we're not – we could lose the rest of the games this year we're, we're in, I'm assuming. I mean, we're a two seed right now. Yeah, but I don't know if we lost the rest of the games. What it I would mean, be like. okay, so maybe I just hit two. <laughs> yeah, I like. I think. I mean, I think we have like four or five more in the regular season, and then if we just like lose right away in SC, like they're it'd be firmly, tough. They're firmly in. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. I was being exaggerating. Yes, if they lost, but they the rest could of- easily make the three sixteen and easily lose the first game. That's better. Say that. Say that. Yes. Yeah. 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 There you go. Okay, um, for me, for Alabama, it was a lot of what I expected. So we're at home. Crowd was great, um, even for a Wednesday night. Um, and, and the boys played. I mean, I so I remember, uh, you know me, I'm a big NBA guy, and I definitely love watching the NBA playoffs. I'm not, I'm not going to act like I'm super locked in during the season. Definitely meaning, not. Oof. Meaning, like, I, I will start watching – like, I will say this week, this week – I woke up on Monday and I was like, I'm excited for Wednesday to go to the Bama game. And I started to get excited for college hoops and even more for the NBA. It's like, I, I will pay attention to what's going on in the NBA. I will watch the highlights. I will read some stuff about There's it. There's too many games, but, man. But it's like, but it's like after it's like after the uh uh all-star weekend, which is this weekend, yeah. then I walked in. I will be honest though. When the Grizzlies had my, my favorite basketball player of all time, Zebo, and they had those grit and grind teams, it was the same as when the Vols had Grant, Admiral, and some of those. Like, I was locked in mm. every night. Bro, I, I literally had two two years in a row when I lived in Nashville that I would watch basically every uh, UT game and then almost every Grizzly game because they had it there. It was on Fox Sports South at the time. Now it's Valley Sports. Anyways, I digress. So this week I was like, all right, I'm ready for basketball. Like I'm in basketball mode now. And it, like I said, it was exactly what I expected to see us play well. And I will give the credit. What, what got me on that tangent was when I watched the, the, the greatest show on TV, which is the NBA with Kenny and, um, and Shaq. Charles and Shaq and yeah. 
Yeah. TNT. So, yes. And, and Eddie or um, Ernie, like it's the best. It's the absolute best TV because it is so funny. <clears throat> Except know, for this so, podcast. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so entertaining. It's so, but Charles said it on there. I remember this is multiple years back and he goes, role players show up at home and it is so true i was like he's so right role players for whatever reason show up at home and then when you go on the road that's when your dogs have to really step up and it's so funny how that happens that just like being at home having the home momentum like all that whatever it is but like our guys did that and like when i was sitting there watching us play like i said he was exactly what i expected like um uh adu I mean, the game that that guy played with a double-double and to have some blocks and to have big-time rebounds. And and don't – he missed – he had like one or two, like 15-footers that he missed. He even missed, I think, like a layup at that time. But I'm saying even with that, he made mm-hmm. such um, – he played such a great game, and he really was my player of the game. Then you go to Jeremiah Meshack and – or, yeah, Jim – how do you say his first name? Is that right? Jeremiah. Jeremiah. What did you, well, you say? Well, anyways, Meshack. So, oh, yeah, Meshack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching him play in person in the first – because I – and I'll say this, and then I'll go to Brandon. Watching him D up Brandon Miller, and I was like – it was all – I mean, watch – so I was with Tyler. Uh, he invited me. We had his uh, 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 parent-in-law – or his in-law's tickets, which are great, great seats. So, I were close – center court and I'm seeing Brandon Miller up close and dude looks like baby Duran out there. It was the exact same thing last year watching when I got to go watch and use their and had their tickets for Auburn, which was, I got to see Jabari Smith up close, but I'm telling you, like you see these guys in the way they move first off their size, then the way they move and then their handles, like his handles are as good as Zakai Ziegler and Zakai's, you know, five, eight, five, nine, like he just shouldn't be able to handle the ball. that Well, when I saw, Jemai Meshack get in his grill like he did. It was just like, like Tony Allen guarding Kevin Durant in those old Grizzlies and OK, um, OKC games. Yeah. He was – and you know what? Uh, Brandon Miller still scored 15. Yeah. But it was like, first off, 15 for the total, and that's lower than his average. His average was 18.9, so almost 19. But then I saw a great, great stat on Twitter that when uh, Meshack was guarding him, he had like four points. It was like, and like I think all of them were from the line. I mean, so and then and I, we'll I, get we'll get to it. But then you know, Meshack shows out versus Kentucky. It's like that kind of led into the next game. But right. keep going. So like, and I tweeted this, and I really did like. I was not being like hyperbole. It was one of the most impressive basketball games I've seen someone play in person to not score a point and to have two turnovers. But how physically he was playing, the defense he was playing, the fouls he was drawing—literally, all he was—he he had a, a goose egg for points. He had um, three. What I have it right here. He has three rebounds, two assists, and he had two turnovers. But it's like when I watch the game, like he made such a difference. And yeah. and honestly, he has to be that good to make a difference because he is really poor on offense. I'm shocked that he put up 15 or whatever it was against Kentucky. But so. Like I said in that tweet, I was so impressed with with Adu. I was so impressed with Thompson Bowling Arena, and then and then Euros man, Euros had that one which was so funny where he, I kid you not, Kyler, all of Thompson Bowling Arena came off their feet when he had the like he was about to back down. The Bama guy falls, 
and he kind of just throws it up behind him. Yeah, the luckiest and one I've ever Lu- seen. Luckiest thing in the world, and that place just riots. I mean, they are just up and at it, and so it was funny to see that. But like he played, like he played a good game, and that's what the role players have to. I mean, if you go and look at this, and in Euros, if Euros gives you ten, and and you know, Santi, so Santi and and Double Z gave you both fifteen apiece. That that's what you need from those guys almost every game. Yeah, but when you get um. When you get Adu to give you 12, I would like a little bit more from Olivier, but nine's not bad. Nine and four is not bad. And then, like I said, you get 10 from Euros. That That's going to be pretty tough to beat us when when our role players are playing that good. So, yeah, it was everything I expected. I You know, and it was a great – like I said, great atmosphere, great time, great uh, team win, which was great. Um, a lot of big moments. I mean, it was pretty back and forth at the beginning, and then we pulled away and kind of held away. And so it was a very – Routine, typical college basketball, home team, home momentum, really making the difference. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I I completely agree with you. You know, some of the other things that were, like, different than what we talked about was, like, the last part of the game, like, our only points were on free throws. That was it. Like, we weren't making – like, it wasn't – we didn't get possessions. It was only free throws. And, like, to be able to take advantage of that and actually make your free throws was huge. Um, and you know, you talked about Adu, and like I wrote down stuff like three different times um on him, like that foul before half, like when he went for the dunk and they didn't call the foul, and then they called it on the other end. Like, I thought that place was going to rip apart. <laughs> like, watch it on TV. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> um, but dude, let me tell you something. Adu, the he's so big, like long and tall that he tried those little jumpers from the side of the basket a couple times and didn't have success. But if he is able to dial that shot in, how dangerous that would be. Because as soon as he steps out of the paint, it's wide open. And Zakai can just drive all he wants. And Viscoe can drive all he wants. And those two guys getting in there, and and making the defense freak out. And if they just like hand it off to a dude and he can make like a just an eight footer, you know, just boop right over. Oh my, it would be in it's an insane add to the offense because everyone knows offense is the side where we're we're trying to make up stuff. We're trying to find things. We're trying to make it to where we can score points because not everyone is great field goal percentage. Not everyone is great three-point shooters. They Zakai makes them when he needs to. Viscovi makes them when he needs to, but they still end up like, you know, three for 10. So it's like, it's not great. Um, So if there's any kind of like introductory, like any other wrinkles that we can introduce into the offense, it's like, let's do it. Let's try it. And and I think that's what happened versus Kentucky, like in the second half. And one of the reasons why Meshack was the one to score 15 points for us when you never expected that out of him. Um, it, it's just like, is there something that we can take advantage of on offense? Like, I don't even know if this team like really understands themselves offensively. I think they understand themselves defensively, but not, not offensively. It's it just like, it, it's, I don't know where the points are coming from. We've said this multiple times. So it's just you don't know where the points are coming from. I, I don't think they do, and I don't think the coaches do either when going into games. Yeah. Um, 
But to, to kind of piggyback off, like when when Adu had that game last year, uh, and Brandon Huntley Hatfield still on the team, and Adu comes in and plays a well of a game against Kentucky last year, and when we beat them, and it's like you 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 think that you, you might not get that every game again next year, and it's kind of like a flash in the pan. But I really thought going into this year with with another year under his belt, another offseason under his belt, that I thought we would see yeah. it more often than not. And maybe we just haven't as much as I thought we would. Um, but it was great that he that he stepped up big in that way, you know, against Bama. Um, Definitely. You know, and so and so that's not – and I got the stats pulled up. And and I, I'm assuming there's other people, but I, I am a big nerd about the fact that, like, I love that TBA has it up in the corner where I can see the players with the points. And um, – I think they give you, like, fouls I, too. No, no. They give they give you points and I think rebounds maybe, but then on the on the other part they have field goal percentage, three point percentage, uh, fill all that stuff. So I love seeing that because there's a lot. I will kind of take note. It's almost like okay, first TV timeout. I'm gonna look the halftime. I'm gonna look another you know main. Uh, yeah, TV. it's also like oh, what did they do in the first half or second half? What did they do? Yeah. You yes. know, and after I, the timeout. Yeah, and I love looking at it. so. And there was one that that really jumped out to me at the Bama game, but now that I got it pulled up. So field goal percentage, we were 36.5. They were 35.4. Okay, very even. Three-point percentage, we were 26.1, and they were 37.5. So they were they were considerably better uh, on, on threes. Free throws, at home, we were only 64%, which is, very, which is a bummer. We're going to get to that in the Kentucky game. But then they were 16 of 20, 80%. 80% from three throws. Then they 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 beat us uh, uh, on total rebounds. We actually beat them pretty good on offensive rebounds. We had 13, they had eight. But here was the big deal. They had 19 turnovers to our yep. eight. And one of those times during the game, I looked up, and I specifically remember they were at 11, and we were at two. And it was like decently into the second half. Mm-hmm. And so I really thought that that was, that was a much bigger deal. That's, also, what, that's what can make the difference when you shoot – 36% from the field, 26% from three, and 64% from free throws. Like, you see that stat line, you think that team lost 100% of the time because it's almost the same the exact next game in Kentucky. It's almost the exact same stat line, if I remember. So I was looking at it earlier, but it's 37% from the field, 22%, and even 20. worse, 28 percent from free throws that is astounding it's insane so to wrap up bama before we get into this kentucky great win and and like i said we expected it it's also besides how tennessee's been playing this year it's also just college basketball in general you know you you lose a game that you probably shouldn't lose come home and you got the crowd behind you and you win a game and then you go on the road and you lose game but like hey we still got the win they bounce back they handled bama and i'm gonna be honest with you i mean the last three minutes, three and a half, four, even four minutes, like everyone at TBA knew that we were going to lose unless it was like, I mean, even even with the, the games that we had just had where we kind of choked it, like we still knew we were going to win. Yeah. Like, we st- we were st- like I could have left the game at four minutes, three minutes ago and been like, okay, like Bama's not coming back. Well, I don't know about that. I was I was still a little nervous watching from home. I was like, I didn't, don't I, do this some, again. For some reason, I didn't I didn't necessarily feel that way because just the way they had played and kind of handled business. And I will say, you made a comment about it earlier when when Santiago 
you know, when he, when Vescovy, a.k.a. Uh, Vescovy, stepped up and made those, TBA erupted. Yeah. Erupted. And yeah. so it was, fun, it was funny because they were like, oh, my gosh, you know, almost one of those. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, then you go into Kentucky. It was funny. I came home that night and I looked at our schedule because I want to see how many games we had left. And I said, oh, hell, we play at Rupp on Saturday. And I said, yeah. you know what? I said, I said, we may, may have a better chance of winning since it's at Rupp and it's a Kentucky. So it's a bigger game. I was like, maybe that'll get them up to play better compared to like if we had just beat Bama and then we were going on the road to like South Carolina, you know, just some random, not very good this year. Yeah. And that's where we like really let down. So I was like, maybe Rupp will, will like the fact that Kentucky beat us once already. We're playing. Yeah. It won't be a letdown spot. Right. It shouldn't be a letdown spot, but we went and I watched that game from start to finish with my dad. And it's like, you just kind of knew the entire time that like this wasn't going well. I, mm -hmm. I knew they would come back. Um, it's from the very start, man. But but it was like they just kept pulling away, pulling away, and then I was like, Tennessee will make a run. I didn't necessarily know how much, but I kid you not, I honestly felt like I was watching the exact same game over again when we played them back in January at home. It just had the same feel. And I told my dad that I was like, missing dunks, missing putbacks. Missing free throws. Missing free throws. I said, this is the same bull crap that we did when they played here. And the other thing is, too, you were talking about Adu. With that getting that little jumper, I love watching Oscar Shebe play basketball. I really he's do. He's so good. He's, he's so, so freaking good, dude. He's so good, but he's he just fundamentally sound. He's good. He does everything right. He he, he plays the right way. He's not. He doesn't. He's not like a. He's not like a, a a jabroni out there where it's like one of these guys that's really good. They act like an ass. Like he's just like I even remember gaining so much respect when they lost last year to St. Peter's and he was crying. I was like, bro, I, re I respect it. Like, you, he cares. Like, he wants to win. He came back again. Yeah. Um, he's such a good shooter for a big man, too. Like, oh, he's God, he was perfect from free throws. I mean, oh, he was killing it, us. His 15-footer, like, you know, his little 15-footer, even with a hand in his face. But, yeah, he went to the line, and my dad, towards the end of the game, my dad was like, come on, like, we got to make – like, he's got to miss – like, come on. Like, he was – One. He was <laughs> willing, trying to will it into existence. Like, come on, miss one. I looked. I was like, he ain't missing one. My dad, I mean, he even I, made a three. I know, I know, but it was funny because I like my dad was trying to will it to existence. And I was like, he ain't missing. And he was like, I know he's not. You know, I know. I know. It was him. It was him and Wallace. Wallace was absolutely dishing, dealing, taking it to the hoop, like just making it so difficult. And if he didn't make the shot, he get fouled. Yeah. And and that right there, the fouls, the amount of fouls, like comparatively, it was especially especially at the end of the half. I've never been so infuriated with the amount of fouls that we were committing falling on dudes and just like dumb stuff. Like th there was under a minute left and we got, we let them shoot like 10 free throws. I know I, I, that is just unacceptable. That's one of those things where it's like, guys, if you ever want a chance, like you made it, you know, down 12, 13 to down 20. By the time halftime got there, I was uh, I was pretty blown away by that, honestly. So, I told you, and I'm sticking to it. I'm not going to complain about refs because it just it is what it is. But it does really affect the enjoyment of watching basketball for me when I feel like there's a whistle every ten minutes. I am a proponent of whether it's football or basketball. I would rather them all. 
let the boys play, as I say, and just call it when it's absolutely necessary. Like let, like let there be hold, hold your flags in football. Let them play a little bit. Let them play in basketball because it just makes it that much better of a of a product. But I will say it was right before the right before halftime, and BJ Edwards is in, and they call that foul on BJ Edwards, and he's at the guy who just crossed half court, and he calls it, and I'm like. What the f- is going on here? Because first off, it wasn't a foul at all. Like BJ's there. He's got his hands. And the guy's dribbling, gives BJ a little shoulder to kind of like back him off. And they and they blow the whistle. And I'm like, first off, it's not a foul at all. Like if you when you re-watched it, it wasn't a foul at all. But I'm like, ref, what the f- are we doing? Like, there's no like you're it just it just stopped the game. You're not it's, helping Kentucky or Tennessee. Right. That's my point. There, yeah. there, you you blowing that whistle did nothing. Even if it had been a foul, it does not. Because you know what? And I'm not saying the ref's supposed to know this or anything. He's just supposed to call it like he sees it. But, like, even BJ getting a foul on him does nothing. I mean, maybe if they're trying to help Kentucky get to the bonus quicker. But it's like that foul legitimately did nothing except stop the pace of play. And then there was the then another one later in the game where Livingston goes up, gets that rebound. And no one touches him. He he goes up, tries yeah, to grab. Yeah, call, he calls it a push, right? They called it a push on us, even though he went up. No one touched him. Not yeah. even close to touching him. He grabs it and takes his his own momentum, took him out of bounds. Yeah. And they called it. It should have been Tennessee ball. And then they call up. And We're like, down eight. We're down like, eight. We would have got the ball. Like, I literally wrote it down. I was like, this is a turning point right here. We, yeah. we got it taken away. They got an extra possession. I think they – Missed, but then got the rebound and then ended up scoring. And that is not even – that's not even tic-tac. It's a legitimately horrendous missed call. It's not even tic-tac. It's not like someone just was resting a forearm on his back and they called it. It was legitimately a horrendously missed call. So it's like – I just like I said, I just don't like the product. And, like, I felt like – and correct me if I'm wrong, watch on TV. You watch both of them on TV. I felt like at Bama – they kind of let the boys play a little bit, and then it Kentucky, felt very physical. And then at Kentucky, it was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just like, what are we, like, what are we doing? But yeah, Kentucky had, you know, like Kentucky played a well of game. I mean, they're going to have, you know, Livingston has twelve, Toppin has eleven, Sheboy has sixteen, uh, Casey Wallace has sixteen, and then Reeves has eight. I mean, that is so balanced. And then you go to us, and it's like Olivia has six. All Olivier can give you is six and four. Adu comes back with four and seven. And I know Adu missed a couple bunnies. So did Olivier. And then Santiago, Santiago just kind of put us on his back. Like at the, at the Definitely. Start, start of the first half and then into the midway. I mean, I love the energy and change they had coming out of half. I thought that was oh, awesome. It was great. It was I thought great. it was great because you're down 20. We made it an eight-point game like we were just saying. Like they, they fought their way back. They did not give up, which is like – you know what? I'll give it to you for doing that at least, but like, don't get yourself in that situation. Right. Right. And so, I mean, like if it's not for Santi basically putting the team on his back and then Jemiah Meshack literally having his career game. I mean, this is, this, this is brutal. Listen to this. Like I said, Olivier six, Adu four, Zakai eight, Tyree key one euros two. I mean, bro, Sakai had eight on two of ten shooting. I mean, what are we – and then you go to this. 
like I said, field goals. Well, field goal percentage isn't horrendous. I mean, thirty-seven percent. I mean, that's. I mean, that's winnable. But then you go to three point three pointers, and you're six of twenty-seven, so twenty-two percent. And then this is when I got mad. Like I said, I'm not getting mad. At, I'm not going to get mad at Barnes anymore because it's just a waste of breath. He's going to be there till he doesn't want to be there. And I'm not going to get mad at referees because it's a waste of breath. But I will, I will tell you, I will not watch a basketball team that shoots 414 and is 28% from free throws. Let me just take you back, Kyler. I was a very, 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 very average basketball player, like, growing up. Yeah. I, I stopped playing in high school. I just would play WBBL, whatever. Okay, um, I think I'm a little bit better than I probably am. But, like, like I said, I'm just very average. And I get it. This is me having free throw contest with two buddies over Christmas break. I was with Austin and Bailey. Like I said, I'm not, I've never grew up being a good, that good of a shooter. The only reason I was halfway decent is because I was halfway athletic and would drive and stuff like that. If I can be at the Germantown Athletic Center in Memphis and go up to the free throw line, hadn't picked a basketball up in months, and I can go eight of 10. From the free throw line. Now I get it. I don't have pressure. I don't have people yelling. But you know what? I'm also not a Division One scholarship basketball athlete. You've been practicing every day for eight months. <laughs> I walk up there and I can hit eight of ten on Christmas break when I'm down visiting Christmas. I, it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable of this. And the thing is, it's not one jabroni up there missing all of them. It's the whole fucking team. It is the whole team. If you hit, if you go. 7 of 14, and you're 50% from the line, which is still horrendous, you guys are in the ballgame. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I won't do it. I just, I cannot do it. It's like, like, how is the entire team that bad? Like, I get it if Tobe isn't that good. I get it if Euros isn't that good. Bigger guys, but Zakai, Santi, Tyreek Key. I mean, we had guys missing the front end of one-on-one. So, really, it's actually worse because – we miss front end of one-on-ones, which is, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, the, 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 when I, I, when I, I when I got to it and I was like, why in the hell did we only shoot 14 free throws to their, what was it, 35? They shot 35 free throws because they had, we had 25 fouls versus their 19. That's not that big of a difference. It was literally missing the one and ones and fouling them while they're in the bonus multiple times. Stupid fouls. And it's like, Guys, like you, this game could be so much closer if you change tweet just a little bit, just a tiny bit. It, I mean, just make your free throws. And you, like you said, seven out of 14, like we were as close as eight. That makes it a five point game if you're seven out of 14. That's two possessions. That's very easy to do. It's very just, easy just, to come back. It's just, it's just, it's legitimately, it's like I said, it's unacceptable. It is, it is. It is on. It's like it's like it's like a uh, playing a sport at that level, and just not giving effort. Like if we if we were watching Tennessee football and they're like defensively, they're just not flying the ball. Yeah, you could win. Four, you could win four games a year, but if you just fly to the ball, like you know what I mean, and like you're giving effort, then then it's you know it's like you're just not good. Yeah. But I, I, that was the one thing, and I was like, it's just it's just bullshit. I was like, it, there's no way that I can go and shoot eighty percent in a stupid family free throw competition. And these guys are legitimately paid college athletes now to do this. I just, I just can't, I can't do it. And the other thing is, besides the besides the free throws, like we got in that double bonus. I mean, it's like six minutes to go in the game, and one of the announcers was like, "Well, both teams are like 
going to the line. And my dad goes, hopefully that'll help us. And I said, guess what? And he goes, I know it's not because we can't hit our free throws. So, and I told my dad, I said, honestly, it's better that we have all these fouls now that we're in the double bonus for Kentucky because we're all, our whole team is hack-a-shack. The whole team is hack-a-shack. Yeah. Like if they, if they just foul us, we're going to miss it. It's smarter for them just to foul us, put us to the line and get the rebound. And so I, you know, but then total rebounds, they're 40 to our 32, assists 11 to 10, blocks two and two, steals five and four. And they had 12 turners. We had eight. That's basically the only thing that we did good is just have less turnovers than them. But it's just, like I said, I I had a feeling we we're going to lose. It still isn't fun to lose, but I wasn't mad about the loss. I was mad about the unacceptable from free throws. It's just bullshit. Yeah, I know. And there, 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 two plays that really like drove me. Like I freaked out. Like wanted to hit something early on. Zakai passed to Vescovi as he's going underneath the basket, and he passes it again. I almost lost my mind watching that. I'm like, you literally have wide open basket. Like, there is no need to pass that again. He does it. It's a turnover. Then later in the game, Viscovi drives. He passes to Awaka, even though he can make it. Awaka misses. Then Euros misses. Then Awaka misses again. And they're doing the, like, jump. Like, t- like are we playing 21? Are we playing tips? What are you, you trying to make the guy bust and go back to zero? Like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Catch it and put it back. Do you know how tall they are? Do you know how easy it is to dunk at that it, height? It, it's If you're jumping up to grab the ball and then do a little shoot while you grab, just jump a little bit harder and dunk it. Euros are so unathletic, bro. He can't dunk. He, he, Euros cannot dunk if he has someone on his back, meaning like if someone is guarding him. Like, he needs six inches. He can't. He can't. There's <laughs> like a lot he just of guys. Gotta jump six inches, man. There's a lot of guys in this world that say they just wish they had six inches, but but they don't. And Euros doesn't. So Euros can literally only dunk if it's like if his guy comes off, someone hands it dishes, and he can go up. He's just unathletic. And it's like it's just. But yeah, it was. And I looked at my dad. I said, "This is the exact the exact same game in January. They're playing better. They have our number." We can't hit anything. I mean, we literally missed so many bunnies. It was insane. Dunks, but like you said, putbacks. That putback, by the way, that you're talking about, it's like five minutes ago in the game. That had a chance to really like, okay, here we go. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just it was it was literally like, like I said, I wasn't mad because I'm not letting myself get mad about the loss, but it was painful, like in an in a like it's like they just it's like here, nope. It's like here, <laughs> you know what you I gotta mean? Be quicker than that. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. You gotta be quicker yeah. than that. Yeah, so it's just, but yeah, it's just, um, it is what it is, man. So I guess when we go into the tournament, we just uh, see what happens, see if, if we get the good team or the bad team. But I mean, Tennessee could easily be like the one team everyone picks to be an upset. Like if they just like continue to just go up and down, they don't perform well at SEC tournament. Like I could, I could see them being like six seed, like getting, like getting to a six. And then in the second round being like the upset, they get to – like I could easily see them getting to Sweet 16 just because they randomly play better. They force turnovers and play good defense, and the team right. doesn't know what to do. They haven't experienced that kind of defense yet. But Dennis, um, so – well, by the way, we're, we're sitting in this two-seed right now. A lot of things can change. I don't see I them know. getting – 
I don't. I, I really don't think that we're going to do well in the SEC tournament, especially if we have to play teams we've already played. It's going to be like that's not think, good for us. I think this team is going to be any worse than a than a four seed. I really don't. I think they'll be four and below. But who knows? I could be wrong. Like you said, like I said, it could it could change. But the other reason is, is like all the teams that are behind, they're going to lose too because that's just how that's far. So, it, but I don't see him any. The, I mean, the, thing, the number one, Alabama has four losses. Like that, that, like the number one team never has that many. It's always a one loss team, two loss team, maybe that has uh, it. Some, uh, a lot usually, of times undefeated guys. That's usually because it's Gonzaga playing a bunch of nobodies. <laughs> yeah, uh, usually. This, this, uh, this basketball team could be like the, they, they could be the, uh, who's a good, like they could be the 49ers. Our basketball team could be the 49ers. They could be good defense and run the ball, but ours would be play good defense and drive the basket and hit cheap free throws. If you have a good free throw team that mm. can make 80, 85% and then get to the line 20, 25 times, James Harden style. And I mean, not one person. I'm just saying James Harden style, but like our whole team does it. We would beat so many teams because oh. we just like we play good defense. We get to the line. We don't have to make threes. We don't, ha- it, we don't have to make. We don't have to beat a guy off a dribble and and hit a fifteen footer. We wouldn't have to. We could just play good defense, get to the line, game's over. That's what's can. frustrating is that but we, can. we could change one thing about our game and be unbelievable, and it's the free throws, the easiest part of the game. I, I say it all the time, like just like I said, I love driving in, driving in, get to the rack. I have no trust in us driving into the rack now. I mean, no, no nobody can no. hit free throw. Definitely don't. Uh. So frustrating, but let's see. I mean, who knows? We could bounce back. We could win out. Like, <laughs> like it's so up in the air right now. I have no idea what like what team is gonna show up at any moment. Um, but baseball's around the corner, baby. <laughs> they didn't start off great this weekend, but it's all Gucci. It's, it's super early, super super early. I know. I'm just excited for spring practice. That's it, baby. Me and you both. That's it. Ah. Uh, All right. Great pod, man. As always. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. If you are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Uh, If you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download. It helps us so much. Uh, We also have merch right now. Uh, How we doing, bud? T-shirts in orange and white. So you can click the link below and go check those out. Uh, follow us on social media at Believe in Tennessee for our main account on Twitter at rbacon 26 read at Kyler Kerbison for all social medias, um, myself. Um, and just really appreciate you guys. Uh, you're the ones who keep it going. Thank you guys so much. And as always, go Vols. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.